So we're going to start this evening by asking, has anyone here ever been to the York Maze Maze? It's only like a tiny handful. Hang on, hands up again. There was one of the... A few, a few. What did you think? Yeah, amazing. That's good. Aye, good pun. Well done. (laughs) Cool. So um, made up from one million maize plants, covering an area larger than eight Wembley um, football pitches. It's the largest maize in Europe and one of the largest in the world. Who knew? It's like huge, really, really, really big. Um, So I explained a little bit earlier that I work with young carers, and one of the things we do is to try and take them out on trips and activities to give them a break from their caring role. Um, This is it. (laughs) It it is like a different um, theme each year. So this is Yorkshire men. I don't know who any of the three are. Don't know. Do you know? Oh, ask Dave, ask Dave. <laughs> no idea. Um, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> while you're all discussing who they are, I have no idea. Um, last summer, we took 30 8 to 10 year olds um, to this maze to complete a very big task. Um, I had a group of six girls with me, specifically within my little group, all lovely, all hyper and all very excited to be out of the house, let alone let loose in a gigantic maze. So, of course, we started off the maze like, oh, we're going to be we're going to be great. We'll like smash it. Hour, it won't take long. Um, actually, probably 30 minutes, really, really quick. Um, anyway, until three minutes in. Rosie, we almost there yet. <laughs> That's my really poor attempt to be a Yorkshire accent. Um, no, Stacey, we've just started. But Rosie, I'm really tired. You're fine, Stacey. Come on, lead the way. And so it went on. Five minutes in. Rosie, how long it? <laughs> how long is it till we finish? Sydney, we've not even got to the first clue, love. But my feet hurt. And so it went on. Not for five minutes, not for 10 minutes, not for 30 minutes, but 90 minutes of whinging. We had girls in tears. We had girls fighting. This is, honestly, it's true. We had a girl on the floor complaining her kidneys had stopped working. (laughs) (laughs) They're young carers, so they know these weird things. And you'd think it couldn't get any worse until this 90-minute point when we lost two of them. They just did a runner. Katie, Danny, where are you? Katie, Danny. Um, The other four girls had actually stopped complaining at this point because it was quite exciting, a new adventure, and it was my turn to be worrying. Only, of course, as a leader, you have to remain utterly calm. They're going to be just fine girls. Tell you what, I bet they're just hiding. And so the four girls played hide-and-seek with the two lost girls while I was wrecking, wrecking my desperate brain with what on earth I should do. What would happen if they met someone in the maze? Anything could happen to them. It wasn't made any easier with the fact that after an hour and a half of being in this maze, we were still lost and I had no idea if we were close to the end or not. I knew that there were some maze workers who were dotted around, mainly by the side of the maze, and I had told the girls that worst case scenario, if we were to get lost, because these things tend to happen to me, um, they were to find someone that works there and stay with them and we'd find them. Come on, Katie, Danny, please do what I've told you to do. Um, They're hiding really well, Rosie. Are you sure they're not lost? (laughs) Um, I think they've gone to hide over this way, I said, leading the girls in the direction of the edge. I was determined they would be there. Those few minutes of losing those girls felt like an hour. 
my mouth dry, trying to remain calm as I led them to the side to see Katie and Danny stood there sheepishly, sheepishly next to one of the workers. As we were shown out how to get out of the maze that we were still in two hours later, you can imagine my relief. So, today we're looking at the search of the shepherds. Most of us will know the well-known story whereby the shepherds are told of the birth of Jesus and find him sleeping in a manger. So let's have a look at Luke 2. There were some shepherds in that part of the country who were spending the night in the fields, taking care of their flocks. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone over them. They were terribly afraid, but the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I am here with good news for you, which will bring great joy to all the people. This very day in David's town, your Saviour was born, Christ the Lord. And this... Good. Thank you. Thanks, Annabelle. Um, and this is what will prove it to you. You will find a baby rat in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great army of heaven's angels appeared with the angel, singing praises to God, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away um, back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and saw the baby lying in the manger. When the shepherds saw him, they told, they told them what the angel had said about the child. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. Mary remembered all these things and thought deeply about them. The shepherds went back singing praises to God for all they had heard and seen. It had been just as the angel had told them. So, here we have the shepherds watching over their sheep. Their pride, their joy, their job. They had to be independent and responsible, as working out, in the, out of the towns in more remote places could be dangerous. Shepherds were looked down upon through, throughout society. They were often disliked and seen as dishonest because they were accused of stealing sheep to increase their flock. As a result, the priests would rarely buy from them, um, nor were they allowed to take part in the jury or be counted as a witness in court. They were often seen as liars, as thieves, put bluntly, the shepherds were outcasts. Jeremiah said in his book, Jerusalem, there was no more disreputable occupation than that of a shepherd. They would have had to be pretty tough men to carry this, the title of a shepherd, which came burdened with so much stigma. And then suddenly an angel appears to them and these strong men are downright petrified. Don't be afraid, the angel says. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. And in that very phrase right there is the reason why this angel spoke to these shepherds. Because the shepherds represent all people. That is why the shepherds are so significant in this story. The angels could have told anybody, and it was not by accident that they appeared to these guys, in fact, it's not by accident that the shepherds are mentioned at all. Throughout the Bible, we see shepherds in Jesus' bloodline from Abel in Genesis, the third person to be mentioned in the whole Bible, to Abraham, Jacob, Moses, David. These shepherds seem to be of little value, yet all instrumental in God's word and in Jesus' family tree. 
Jesus even called himself the good shepherd. He knew full well how shepherds were regarded and he chose this title for himself to show that his love was and is for everyone. Jesus, the son of God, the good shepherd. In John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. a slide. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Sheep are mentioned more than 500 times in the Bible, more than any other Bible, and for the most part, these sheep refer to us. Whether we like it or not, we have some surprising similarities with sheep. We're not as strong as we think we are. We wander very easily. We need guidance. We need support. And the truth is, sheep especially one that looks like this, needs a shepherd. <laughs> Would you believe that sheep, regarded, regarded as some of the least intelligent animals, have a really good memory for faces? They recognise faces so easily that they learn who their keeper is, and you can even learn to call them by name. I really like that. <laughs> so when Jesus calls us his sheep, this is so significant God already knows us by name. He knew about each and every one of us before we were even born. Psalm 139, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. He's unlike any shepherd we've ever known. He knows us more than we know and understand ourselves, and he loves us for it. Let's look at Luke 15. Jesus tells this story when he hears grumbles from the religious Pharisees saying he shouldn't be hanging out with sinners. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99th in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So in this story, Jesus, the good shepherd, is determined to find that hundredth lost sheep. He knows it by name and he won't rest till he's found it. And when he does, when he finds it, he joyfully carries it at home. He even puts it on his shoulders I'm imagining the shepherd might be pretty tired from searching for this lost sheep. Maybe the shepherd, the sheep is hurt, maybe it's injured. Um, it probably isn't going to be that much good to the shepherd once he's found it. Um, but he's over the moon and he picks it up, he puts it on his shoulders and he, and he rejoices as he goes home. Gets his family and friends around him and tells them the wonderful news that he's found, he's found this sheep. And they celebrate together, all for this one sheep. This story isn't about sheep. This story is about you. This story is about me. This story is about all of us. John 10 continues, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and the sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. He lays down his life for us. He died for us. I don't know about you, but 
I don't think there would be any shepherd that would choose to give his own life just to save a poor little sheep's life. It's a sheep. Unable to defend himself, a weak little sheep. But that's what the Son of God, Jesus, did for us. His sheep, he died to save us. If he was just to save you and nobody else, he would still have died for you. Back in that maze with the young carers, I was so determined to find them. There was no way I was going to leave the maze without them. But to die for them, that's a different story. Just think how much Jesus' desperation must be to find us. Because he loves us. I'm going to take a moment now just to think back to those shepherds out in the field. Those despised shepherds who were chosen as the first people to meet baby Jesus. God showing his love is for everyone. Then Jesus himself choosing to be called the good shepherd. Jesus showing his love to everyone. Like that lost sheep, he will never stop searching for us. But it's not just his search. He knows where we are. It's ours. We can know God. As his sheep, we can recognize him and learn to be called by name. So I guess the, the big question is, do you, want to search, do you want to join this search for Jesus? The man who came to show love to everyone, for everyone. What is it that's stopping you? Maybe you don't think you need God. Maybe you're just fine by yourself. Maybe you've got mixed views of, of Christians. Maybe you don't want to have that label. Maybe you struggle with big questions about how God can exist in such a broken world. You're definitely not alone in that. Or maybe it's the church. It's not been the place you thought it was, and you're not sure what to make of it all. Please talk about these things. I don't know a single follower of Jesus that hasn't asked one of these questions. So as we approach Christmas 2017, will you think about what it's really all about? The day that Jesus was born, the Son of God, the Good Shepherd who chooses us. We can be like the sheep and choose to follow him. The big question is, will you?